and i am very much against the word hard work i mean like i don't work hard and and i don't push myself i i i just can't wrap my head around what hard work is uh but but i i get pulled uh, myself into work and the way i pull myself into work is that uh, i i create commitments which i cannot break welcome to intensify humanity podcast we bring the stories of ordinary human beings with extraordinary journeys they have been grinded through life in terms of extreme challenges guilt shame and things people cannot even imagine all because they made a choice or decision in life they are literally not just inspiring but intensifying humanity through unconventional ways to such an extent that other human beings are inspired and pushed to live to their highest potential in life I Sundata Sarkar your host today will bring about the story of one such human being I hope you find this episode inspirational We all want to do something big in life and something different but it takes a lot of courage experiment and failures to reach to the level you want to be Starting with a simple blog changing numerous jobs failing in 7 to 8 businesses going into a debt of rupees 20 lakhs rupees did not stop this human being to become one of the famous indian influencers with earning rupees 1 crore in a month having 3 lakh active subscribers having one of the biggest fb group of more than 1 lakh 80000 people and also he is the author of the book edge of sanity having more than 130 plus five star reviews on Amazon. He is not just helping other people to grow in the digital world but intensifying humanity to his best possible extent. He is none other than Deepak Kanakaraju or famously known as Digital Deepak. So welcome Deepak to my podcast Intensify Humanity and I'm really excited to have a discussion with you here. Thanks a lot Som I'm uh, glad to be in this podcast you know along with other great personalities that you have interviewed so I'm looking forward to this uh, interview Thank you thank you Deepak so my first question to you is uh, could you share a bit about your journey from the motorcycle blog and then uh, you know becoming the digital Deepak Okay so um the motorcycle blog started in 2008 and um uh, little while back like in 2004 i joined civil engineering and i have always been this uh, not necessarily a backbencher but i've always been a little bit lazy in school little bit lazy in college and for me it is very difficult to put effort in something unless i am like able to see what is going to be the result of that effort so i didn't think that i was going to perform very well in life my parents didn't think that so my dad was like uh, okay this guy might not really you know go to a job and work hard or anything so let let me uh, you know suggest that he join my business so he was uh, into constructions and uh, he has a construction company right now it's not very active but at that time uh, that's what he was doing so i joined civil engineering so four years in civil engineering um, kind of just chilled out in college uh, didn't do much and uh, then i went ahead and uh, you know uh started a motorcycle blog after i graduated from my civil engineering degree and uh, that was because uh, you know i i didn't get a job in civil engineering and my dad's construction business was not very big that i would actually get busy in it so i graduated from civil engineering 
but i also had a placement offer from an it company you know that's what happens right all the mechanical engineers civil engineers they still join it companies so it was 2008 and it was recession so they gave an offer letter but they did not call me until 2009 so i had like a one year break and nobody was asking me anything because obviously i have an offer letter so i would eventually join so it was like a good break and that's what uh, you know uh, that's that's one of the best thing that has ever happened to me and i still feel like you know uh, taking a break is uh, you know going to be one of the best things to you know start something new because when your mind is blank and when you have lot of empty space you go and start something right and something that is related to your passion so motorcycling is my passion it still is and i started a blog about motorcycling called bikeadvice.in so that uh, started in 2008 i ran it until 2012 started as a hobby blog by 2012 it was getting more than a million page views a month and it became like india's number one motorcycle blog at that time and uh, then i discovered that uh, hey you can't really grow a business using display advertising as a revenue model and i need to pivot so i sold the blog and that's also one more thing i do uh, it's like creative destruction uh if if i don't really see a very good future in it then i destroy whatever i built so everybody was like you have a blog you are making one or two lakhs a month from it uh why are you selling it i mean like okay but i'm just getting bored so so just you know scrape it off and start with a new slate so i moved from salem to bangalore i started working in different companies just to learn and in whichever company once the learning kind of hits hits a saturation i would quit try to start something new and then again i would join another company So this uh, kind of went on for a while until 2016, and 2016 is when I started my, uh, you know, uh, courses business. So I created a course on uh, Google Ads, and that's where uh, you know the journey started again. Uh, and and now I find myself, you know, as the digital marketing guru in India. I know like guru has a very negative connotation to it nowadays, but uh, it's just that I continuously been reinvesting whatever I've been earning back into the business, and it has like compounded really fast. and i might be doing this for quite some time because the momentum is good but at the same time who knows i might just scrape off everything and start something brand new in some other field so so only time has to tell okay that's an interesting journey so why the name digital deepak okay so um, actually a lot of people think that digital deepak uh is named as digital deepak because he is into digital marketing and that's his niche but uh, you know the story behind digital deepak is that uh, it's more like uh, whatever people see online uh, the blog and everything it's like the digital version of me like you know right now there might be people who are watching my videos on youtube they might be watching my course videos on my learning management system they might be reading my blog but i am not communicating with them directly it's the impression of me communicating with them which is a digital impression so i call it uh, the ghost inside the machine so i like my ghost in your machine rather so so that's that's where the digital deepak word comes from and that's what like pretty much everybody does whoever creates content uh, puts it in a email sequence or puts it in a blog or put it on youtube they are not communicating to the audience what they have created is communicating to the audience so that's the digital version of me that's not them so so that's how i came up with the name digital deepak but also it's like uh it's rhyming right dd is rhyming so uh, it's like i've uh, learned that a lot of very big brand names they have a tone to it they have a rhyme to it so uh, coca cola bed bath and beyond so all this have a rhyme to it it kind of sticks to it to the mind a little bit better so i i named it as digital deepak dd so that 
you know there is a rhyme to it so that's also one of the reasons yeah although the name is generic but the meaning is very deep <laughs> i am sure people might not have known the meaning behind why you chose the name as digital even deepak even if i talk about it people are like they're not like really thinking about it so you know uh, but but yeah right now it's just focus on digital marketing so that works yeah yeah that that then it works now yeah, yeah people have generic idea that digital marketing digital deepak makes sense so simple all right so in this journey you have faced a number of challenges i'm sure so what are the major challenges that you still remember and want to share here so i think one of the biggest challenges has always been motivating myself to work uh, and i think that is one of the biggest challenges almost everyone faces that they just don't get started and uh, getting started and getting that momentum going is almost like the previous version of you is not letting you become the new version of you you just want to stay in the comfort zone you are not quitting the job you are not doing something and and if you if you do something it it can either give you a feedback that it's not working or it can give you a result which can lead you to the next action which will motivate you to the next action and i am very much against the word hard work i mean like i don't work hard and and i don't push myself i i i just can't wrap my head around what hard work is uh but but i i get pulled uh, myself into work and the way i pull myself into work is that uh, i i create commitments which i cannot break so in fact the first course that i launched i had an email list of 25000 subscribers and i kept thinking that hey i need to launch a course sometime i need to launch a course sometime and i never got around to it so i went ahead and created an outline one day one fine morning was like okay this will keep happening i will never launch a course let's go ahead and create an outline send it to the email list and do like a pre order so i told people that hey uh, i will launch this course 10 days later but now you can pre order it for 50% off and my assumption was that if i don't even get 50 orders or 50000 rupees in revenue i will cancel the project and refund everyone uh, if uh, at least 50 50 people buy uh, then it's worth it to kind of sit on a weekend friday saturday sunday get all the videos done and deliver it so at that time no learning management system nothing just youtube unlisted videos i just sent it on an email to them so that's how i delivered the course so i went ahead and did the launch and uh, i ended up making uh, 2.5 lakhs in sales so then i'm like there is no other way i have to sit and create the course even if i'm lazy i have to sit and create because now if i don't do it then i will lose the money like i have to refund all the 2.5 lakhs right so so like you know if i tell you that hey uh, go and do xyz and and you will you will earn uh, you know 5000 rupees versus if i tell you that uh, hey if you don't do abc you, you i will deduct 5000 rupees from your bank account then you will do the abc right so so that way i mean like it's basically a hack uh, towards the laziness that is inbuilt in us and i have been hacking myself into it like over time now now with the latest program i'm getting other people to kind of tap into the same hack where i have a program called internship program where people pay me money and they have to complete assignments they have to learn my lessons and complete assignments and if they don't complete the assignments then they don't get their money back so they are forced to do the assignment so last minute they will sit and get it done and that's transforming a lot of people so that's what i have been doing now i think that's a very fresh outlook uh to looking something that is already existing and this approach i'm sure it's going to help lot of people who are who does not even get started due to laziness due to procrastination 
due to anything but that's a very very fresh idea you have given to all the people so thank you for sharing that yeah <laughs> so india is one of the major countries that's leveling up its game in all sectors as we all know so how much important do you think is digital marketing uh, playing a role in the market now so i would say that uh, it's more about marketing and less about digital marketing and uh, you know just like the old quote uh, which goes like when uh, the student is ready the teacher will appear uh, i say that when the message is ready the medium will appear so when people have a very strong message uh, uh, they can penetrate through any medium you know people people now talk about organic marketing paid marketing and then they say that google ads is costly facebook ads is costly why is it costly because your message is not giving an roi if the message is so strong that it reaches the consumers and then they are ready to pay for what you are providing then the medium will kind of pave pave its way for uh, pave its way by itself right so it's like uh, in a crowded market if if the king's chariot arrives the uh, no matter how much it is crowded it will still make way for the king you know people just make way for it so so i feel like you know digital marketing is very misunderstood in the market and people think that it's more about the techniques than about uh the the uh, message so it's more it's more like you know people think it's more about digital than about marketing but i would always say it's more about marketing than about digital so that's what digital marketing means and marketing is never going away so digital marketing will never go away digital marketing is just like marketing 2.0 it's like a upgraded version of marketing and a lot of people think that hey i have a product i have a service and uh, i need to know digital marketing or i need a digital marketing agency or i need a influencer to sh- uh, do a shout out then i will start making sales but it's not like that uh, the biggest challenge is still the fundamentals of business some fundamentals of value creation where uh, you have a product that uh, solves a direct need in the market and there is a very good uh, product market fit and you understand the customer very well uh, and then you know uh, like you know my ads are like pretty much inefficient you know i could do a lot more efficiency with my ads but like it takes time um, i will eventually get around to it but i am like spending around 20 lakhs a month on ads and and i am getting the roi anyway because my offering is so strong and i have done like a lot of surveys i have understood the market a lot which again takes a lot of effort where you talk to customers you understand the market you do surveys you do research and everything which is what people don't do they think that they have a nice product and people would just knock their doors and they would want it so a lot of techniques are there facebook ads google ads email marketing content marketing seo copywriting it's very easy to kind of get dissolved in that and it's ironic that i say that because that's what i am teaching that's the courses that i am selling but i would still say that just because you learn all these techniques that does not mean that you can you can actually start making profits and penetrate the market yeah that's a very uh, good point you have highlighted and uh, talking about values i have seen you producing first lot of values to your audience in the group or through your mails or anything unlike other digital marketers who are just talking about you know do this do that or something so you add value not only in terms of digital marketing but around other aspects of life as well so how is it like why do you think how much do you think the value addition is so important especially in this age and why should people focus on more value addition than just you know uh, you know pressing the record button and just going on and on and on with their messaging so 
the way i create value obviously starts with the business basics where it's like a principle of reciprocation where you give something and then you get something back so you first add value and then you ask them for a payment so so that is like the fundamentals of that but i also look at value creation uh, in a way that it's like a funnel where where you start with small small value creation and then you slowly scale up the amount of value that you create for your audience um so so the way i look at it is like uh, if you if you are going from let's say you know uh, mumbai to bangalore and uh, the destination is set that you want to eventually get to bangalore but you really don't know what are the turns that you will take while you are going there and you really don't know the entire path in front of you you just can see the 100 meters in front of you because let's say you are traveling in the night you can just see 100 meters in front of you so you keep adjusting 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 so the way i look at it is that to get that product market fit really perfectly uh, aligned uh, you need to kind of create this micro value you can write blog posts you can put a youtube video you can you can post uh, you know polls on the group you can you can make like some quotes you can ask questions i i keep asking questions i keep doing polls i mean like if you look at my group and if you look at my telegram channel it's full of polls like for example i know that you know the majority of my audience uh i know what is the amount of money they want to first start making they want to start making 1 lakh a month so this kind of information i keep getting back and then i would you know even if i am writing an email copy or i am writing a sales page copy i would say that uh, learning digital marketing can take you to earning 1 lakh a month so that the message resonates so i give a lot of importance to that market message resonance that you are saying something and people are listening otherwise it just becomes noise people are ignoring you uh and and there is no way to kind of get a feedback from the market unless you are creating value so for me create value creation is more like market discovery uh because a lot of people sit and create a lot of content and then put it out there and then it's not working so 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 instead of getting like asking people for their money first if people are not even paying attention to you they are not going to pay money to you so the value creation is that first i get their attention and then they are paying me the attention that's why it's called paying attention because attention is a limited resource right so first get them to pay attention and then get them to pay a little bit of money and then get them to pay a lot of money and and then for for every thing like you know there has to be a transaction they are paying their time i'm still giving something of value which is a little bit worth more than their time which is not like a clickbait where they came and spent 5 minutes watching my video and they felt like 5 minutes of their life has been wasted if they have came and spent 5 minutes watching my video or 10 minutes reading my blog they should feel that you know that amount of attention was worth it that's when they would feel like okay i will pay 1000 rupees for this course and that will be worth it right 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 so uh, what three things you would like to tell to the people who want to build their career in this field okay so um, i would i would say that you know definitely start with learning because uh, learning is something people think that you know i will just get done with college learning and then i will not learn anymore and uh, i have a formula which is uh, 30 30 40 uh, it's like uh, 30% of the time you sit and learn uh, then 30% of the time you sit and reflect on what you have learned and then 40% of the time you uh, sit and execute so if you give like a woodcutter analogy if a woodcutter continuously you know always is trying to cut a tree uh then then his axe will uh, get blunt and and he will not be very efficient in cutting the tree and also there might be a chance that he is cutting the wrong tree at the wrong edge of the forest because there might be better trees which are more valuable so if you are not learning then you are not sharpening your axe so you need to sharpen your axe 
but there are also people who keep learning 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 don't actually go out and implement which means that you have like a very sharp axe but you are not using to cut the tree and there are people who have a sharp axe and they also spend enough time cutting the tree but they might be cutting the wrong tree so that's a fantastic is, analogy <laughs> i'm sure everyone will remember this <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I have written a blog post about it as well. So 30, 30, 40. So 30% of the time you learn and then you upgrade yourself. So this is like every day. So every day I assume that you have like 10 hours in a day, like working time, apart from sleeping and getting uh, taking care of yourself and family duties and everything. So if 10 hours is the working time, uh, like let's say, you know, morning, morning, 9 to evening, 7 or something like that, uh, then, then 3 hours you learn. I mean, like that might seem like a lot, but... Uh, I would recommend that people learn for at least one hour a day, but uh, you know it, they should take it to like three hours a day, and then remaining three hours you just chill out. I mean, like you just keep your mind blank. You listen to music, walk around, uh, maybe go to a park, and and just breathe, you know, or maybe play with your pet. And only when you you know kind of take away your noise from the surface of your mind, your subconscious mind will be able to push ideas to your conscious mind, right? And then. Uh, you can just do four hours of very, very concentrated work. And this can be even split into two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening. But anyone who says that they have done like more than four hours of work a day actually has only done productive work of four hours. Like, you know, switch off your mobile phones, you know, don't, uh, you know, uh, touch anything, don't get distracted, lock your room and just do deep work. So I read this book called Deep Work by Carl Newport and that has kind of changed my life. So all the content that I create, which is like super high quality, uh, is because that, you know, I, I spend that time in, in very uh, concentrated, non-destructive environment and I don't spend much time on Facebook. I post on Facebook. I don't go through other streets much. I'm like a producer on social media, not like a consumer. And then um, I, I don't watch much Netflix. I don't take much vacations because, you know, people feel like they are working like 10 hours a day and they are getting burnt out and then they need to have take a vacation for me every day three hours is a vacation because i'm just chilling out and, and i'm living in a farmhouse right now so it feels like living in a resort so so i think if you do this day in day out day in day out and then slowly things starts getting compounding and and uh, you know once the uh, compounded results start showing that's when it will come all of a sudden you know that's what i have you know realized obviously it took time to get this clarity because there was a time where i was just working 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 slogging not sleeping well sleeping like five hours a day and, and I just burnt myself out. It did not work. And I was just, you know, wasting my time, you know, uh, ruining my health, you know, not spending time with family. So, so you, can't, you can't sustain that because this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. And you can't sprint for like 20 years. You have to run a marathon. And only in the 10th year, 20th year, 30th year, the millions of dollars or the billions of dollars will start coming. I agree to this point very much because uh, when I saw that Bill Gates, uh, you know, routine, he keeps one week that is known as his think, think week. week, think week. Yes. Yeah. And it's so productive. Like he cuts out from the rest of the world and he just don't do any work at that time. He just takes his book. He just spends time. He plays cards and all these things. So yeah, this is very productive because every time you need to renew your fuel every time. So this is yes. a very good suggestion that you, you have given him. So yeah. That will help lots of people, I'm sure. Yes. So uh, coming in a different aspect. So what are your hobbies or what do you do when you're free? I have tried doing a lot of hobbies. I used to play badminton a lot uh, before the lockdown. 
um i i i do swimming every day uh, i'm fortunate to have a swimming pool at my house which is not like a fancy swimming pool but it was like an old tank where we put like the tiles and it's kind of modified into a swimming pool so that's the best form of exercise that i do right now it kind of keeps me fresh keeps me fit uh but not really a hobby but because it's not a sport right but i have tried playing guitar learned a little bit and then i i didn't take it uh, much forward uh riding bikes is definitely a hobby uh but you know that is also not a lot right now but you know uh, until recently until i have struck this balance of 30 30 40 3 hours 3 hours 4 hours uh i always felt like i needed a hobby because i needed a time out but now you know working is my hobby reading books is my hobby uh and uh, you know it kind of you know it's so balanced because when i am doing a hobby uh and when i have such large goals it feels like hey what am i doing you know uh, by this time i could be sitting and doing something which will take me a little bit forward in my goals you know it's it's important to have hobbies but uh you know not too much into it working is my hobby reading books is my hobby and taking things forward is my hobby okay yeah that that makes sense now so uh, you also have written your book edge of sanity tell us about the book like who is it for and what we can expect from the book so anyone who is uh, starting a business uh, from scratch or thinking about starting a business should uh, read it and i have uh, spoken about uh, very practical things and some of the things that i burnt my fingers myself and um, you know uh, things like you know there is no such thing as a great idea uh, you know people keep talking about it so i write like one chapter about it i have written one chapter about uh, how you should fall in love with your idea but you should also learn to fall out of uh, love with your idea because when you are in love with it you should be like deeply passionate about it but once you know that you know that's not the thing that is like the ultimate thing and you learned that you know maybe this is not the thing you should also like completely disconnect and fall out of it you know when you disconnect you should be like ruthless with it you just need to look forward with it so be a lot of people uh, marry an idea and and then they try to make it work even if the market is giving a feedback that it's not working uh, so 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 that kind of you know uh, uh, depth is important but at the same time disconnection is important so i talk about that i've also spoken about why you should never hire your friends or family in a startup uh, if uh, having a co-founder is required or not Uh, when you don't need a co-founder and and all those things and again uh, i think one of the reasons this book was uh, well received was that uh, you know i uh, whatever i do it's on a you know get feedback get feedback and align everything according to it kind of uh, uh, method so you know most of the people who buy books read only 20% of the book anyway and uh, what i have done is that so this was a collection of like 35 chapters which was also uh, written as 35 separate blog posts on my blog and uh, i did a survey among my audience and asked them uh, please vote for the top blog post and i also looked at the comment on each of these blog posts like which blog post was like having the highest comment so i knew that what is like the top seven chapters of the 35 chapters so so then i basically aligned all the chapters based on which chapter was the uh, well received one then the then the next one then the next one then the next one and that's a smart the- way of doing it and that's <laughs> really workable and some of the points that you mentioned i'm sure a lot of people will be eager to know what to do in that case like hiring friends and family then marrying your idea so these are something that people really fall on and you know yeah. get hurt once they are into yes. the so i'm yes. sure uh, people will enjoy reading your book yes yes 
<laughs> yeah, and congratulations. It has received more than 135 star reviews and ratings on Amazon. So it's really great. And I think it has sold more than 10,000 copies as of now. Oh, so, awesome. Congratulations to that. Awesome. So uh, what is your favorite book? Okay. So my favorite book would uh, definitely be Deep Work because uh, in, in a very distracted environment, I was like, okay, this is the way you have to work. And uh, uh, Sapiens is also a very good book. Um, kind of helped me learn about uh, the science of religion. <laughs> I mean, like that's a very conflicting two words in the same sentence. But okay. uh, why why did religion uh, start? Uh, you know, what is the purpose of religion, and uh, you know how the human species works, the evolution of humans. I think everybody should read it. Uh, it kind of also helped me with uh, my personal branding journey on understanding how you know the logos, the brand that we build, everything is like a shared myth, which is just uh, living in the shared imagination of people. So some fundamental concepts like that I picked up from Sapiens. I definitely love this book called 48 Laws of Power. And, uh, you know, uh, that book falling in the wrong hands, you know, can create a lot of damage. But what it kind of talks That's about... That's an amazing book, yeah. Yes, Robert Greene. Um, and, and it's like a combination of all these books, which kind of, you know, gives me perspective. I, I like to, you know, be like a generalist when it comes to reading all these books. I, I like to, and I also like to read very uh, controversial things which are controversial to my beliefs, you know, otherwise you are not growing unless, unless like, you know, if you have always believed in certain things and if you are always staying in that belief, then you're not growing. So, so if you, if you are like anti-feminist, then go and read a book on feminism. Uh, if, if you are, if you are more like, you know, a socialist, go and read a book on capitalism. If you're a capitalist, go and read a book on, you know, how, how socialist economics work. And, um, I think those things are like extremely important. And yeah, one more book, which I think, uh, kind of takes the top, uh, list in uh, my, my collection is, uh, economics 101, uh, which is a very good book on understanding how uh, money works, how inflation works, how debt creates money. And I mean, like without having a basic understanding of that, I think it's very difficult to succeed in business. This is one thing I've uh, learned from you and noticed uh, a very good thing about you. You you never become complacent with whatever you are doing or even if you are doing, you just jump onto the uncomfortable zone again. So be it in terms of your actions, in terms of your thoughts, in terms of whatever you are doing or whatever it is, you always try to be in the uncomfortable zone, which people fear about. Like, People will never leave their comfort zone. So that's why they remain where they are and still crib, still cry about it. But the, this is a very good thing about you. So keep it up and keep going like this because that is what makes you, uh, you know, grow each and every day. So that's a really great yes. thing. In fact, I would like to, uh, you know, talk about this because I wrote a blog post about it, which was very well received. I wrote a blog post called Why Your Failure is Inevitable. And uh, it's like, uh, you know, unless uh, it, it's like you are going, going in an elevator up, uh, which is coming down, you know, that's how the world is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a, okay, please continue. So, 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 so if you continuously keep pushing yourself forward, uh, you can, you can remain static, at least you won't go down. Uh, but, but again, if you put like a little bit of more effort to actually keep going up at any point in time, even at this point in time, you know, I have this big, big list and everything. 
you know if if i get complacent a little bit then there will be someone else who would kind of take the position in the market right and uh, kind of staying in the market and kind of you know i wouldn't say that i'm the number one digital marketer in india but i personally don't know anyone who has a larger following or a larger email list as much as i have right now and and it just takes you know you know if if there is like six months i just take a vacation and i don't work for six months uh, then then somebody else is going to you know take that uh, unless i find out that i'm in the wrong elevator then then i don't mind you know changing the elevators <laughs> but but until until i think that you know uh, that i am here you know because uh, the the failure is always you know just around the corner uh, uh, once you once you stop fighting it uh, it's going to come and attack you so so it's inevitable you know once you think that success is inevitable uh, then that's when you fail if you if you if you think that success is inevitable you will fail but if you think that failure is inevitable then you will succeed so you know with with still whatever uh, you know success that i want to achieve uh, you know being this very mathematical analytical guy that i am uh, that doesn't mean that i performed well in mathematics in school or college but now it makes sense because uh, it's like analytics it's like numbers uh, probability probability theory i take that very seriously and uh, uh, it's like uh, when you when you look at the numbers when you look at uh, you know how you are you know basically you know moving forward so uh, i would say that you know for all the goals that i want to achieve in my life there is like a 2% chance and and by next year i uh, i i try to increase it to 4% and and whatever i work at that i do it's just increasing the amount of percentage chance that i have like for example right now uh, you can pretty confidently say that you know this podcast interview will at least get like a certain number of views in your channel because you have already reached that stage you know you can predict that hey this is definitely going to come and uh, then if you want like let's say 10000 views if you want 100000 views you know when are you going to get it and how are you going to increase the percentage chance or the percentage probability that that you are going to get there is is the way i i look at you know chance the way i look at the work right because you are uh, so it's like you are tossing a coin and there is a 50 50 chance that the coin will either go heads or tails but imagine that the coin has a mind of its own and the coin can flex a little bit uh, uh, if the coin has life and it wants to fall on heads and it's going to try as hard as possible to you know come up with heads instead of tails uh, then then it's not even 50 50% probability right so we will keep saying you know 9 out of 10 businesses fail if you start a business it is risky but i am not playing roulette here i am not playing like a game of chance here i am doing something where the odds is something that i can control so how much of it i can control and and with time with experience with the amount of resources i have i can control it more and more so let's say i would say you know uh, a coin which if i was the coin if i want to become heads and if i had like a wings which i can like you know uh, kind of redirect myself while someone is tossing the coin and and if i can say that hey 90% of the time i can land on heads you know that's that's who you are right you know people think of your success as a chance but but your success is not a chance there is uh, you can you can try to you know bring the odds towards you you are not against the odds and and over time you have to work towards it if you don't work towards it see everything is something that you can design your future is something you can design and and unless people take that accountability unless they think that hey this is me and yes there will be external forces which is like that 10% chance which is beyond your control but instead of having like a 50 50 chance of success or failure like at least you can take it to like 80 20 right so so people don't take that accountability and i am like very serious in taking that accountability and i i, I used to play the blame game a lot i used to blame my parents blame the people around me for everything but at the end of the day it's your decision and and that's the way i think
at least right now. That's yeah. really powerful. And thanks for sharing that because it all boils down to the choices you make and taking yes. extreme ownership. Yes. Right. So that's a very powerful thing you've shared. Definitely. So my next question is, if not a digital marketer, then what would Deepak Kanakaraju be? Quantum physicist. Quantum physicist. Oh my God. I've never heard anyone answer that <laughs> like that as a quantum physicist. Okay. Any specific reason? I don't know. I've always been uh, very, uh, you know, um, uh, warped by uh, quantum mechanics and quantum physics. I, I still have learned about it a little bit. Uh, about uh, the dual nature of states, I mean, the dual nature of particles, uh, Schrodinger's cat, uh, where the cat exists in dual states before the box is open. And those things fascinate me a lot. And, and I think uh, eventually, you know, uh, if, if uh, science and religions have to become one, uh, it will be through quantum mechanics. So, so if I had all the time in the world, like for example, if I can just pause this moment, and walk around and do anything I want and then come back and resume this moment, I would probably take 10 years in doing some research in quantum, quantum mechanics and quantum physics. That's really interesting. And that's really highly interesting and makes sense as well. So yeah, I hope one day you do that. Thank you. Looking forward to that. <laughs> All right. Great. So how can our listeners connect with you? So they can visit uh, digitaldeepak.com. And I have a free digital marketing course. They can visit learndigitalmarketing.com. And uh, people who are interested in learning from me or getting mentored from me can check out my internship program. Uh, so uh, they can just Google Digital Deepak Internship Program and uh, people would get to know about what I do with uh, the training and mentorship side of things. Awesome. So uh, I'll also put the links below this uh, episode so you can go ahead and check those in detail all right okay. so yeah. now uh, fill in the blanks okay you are who you are because of reading books reading books okay fine next one thing you will always do to intensify humanity is inspire people inspired people. All right. Awesome. So Deepak, thank you so much. I enjoyed listening to you, enjoy talking to you and you really shelled some bombs re related to, you know, how people should think and take their life um, into a different direction. So I wish you all the best in whatever endeavors and whatever challenges you take up and bring in new, new things in the marketplace and for the people as well and keep inspiring humanity like this. So thank you for sharing all these things and all the best for your journey. So thank you for coming to my podcast as well. Thank you. Thank you. That was Deepak Kanakaraju or famously known as Digital Deepak, a human being who did not give up come what the situations have been, but instead turned his challenges into his success stories and thus intensifying humanity to his best possible extent. I hope you found this episode inspirational.